Hello again, this is Noah and John. We're from Urban Digs, and today we're talking Manhattan. We're at Element, and we got Carolyn and Paul Zwiebin. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming. I know you're super busy, and I got you for 20 minutes, so I want you to shade out everything in your world for 20 minutes. I want you guys, just your your brains here. Focus on us. Okay. Okay. We got you. First off, how long have you been doing this for, Carolyn? Uh, 19 years. Okay. That's a long time. Yeah. Okay. 20 is a big one. Yeah, I know. Do you have to do the continuing education now? Sadly, yes. I thought it was 15 years. It should have been, but it's uh, not. They changed it's that? Like, I was like hairs away. Next year's my 15th year. I was like getting ready day. to no. celebrate. So no, you're telling me? No, no, no. It's so uh, shady. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, forever. That's, I'll be doing this. Paul, how long do you in 12 this? years. And you were a chef beforehand? I was a chef and I ran eight different restaurants. I, I love wow. it. Um, so you got 31 years for the, for the head of the team. How um, big is your team? We have 10. Ten people? Ten people. Okay, so you got tons of experience on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, this show is about extracting insights. Okay. Everyone's confused, but they want to know what's going on. So let's start high level. What do you see out there? I'm confused, too. No. <laughs> you know what? I, I think uh, the past year has been such a tumultuous, insane kind of mm-hmm. quicksand, and then you're back on your feet. And But I'm definitely finding that things are starting to move. We're definitely way busier than we were. And by, you know, we're always busy, but by busier, I mean, deal sheets are going out, contracts are getting signed. It recently? Yes. Is this a, oh, yeah. like the last okay. seven yep. weeks yep. have been multiple offers, you know, us now telling buyers who are representing, if you love it, you know, we should put an offer in right away. Right. And you know, it's oh, whatever we see out there is not what you see on the cover of New York Magazine or right. in the times. So people are always like, well, I don't know, Carolyn, you know, the yeah. market is not doing so well. And I'm like, okay, but you're going to miss it. And then they miss it. Right. And then, yeah. so it's, it's always like that for a broker. You know, okay. we're always explaining the truth. Yeah. Most of us. Trying to. <laughs> Trying yeah. to, yeah. but you know, and the media has to catch up. Um, yeah. And that's exactly why we're doing these podcasts because it's right. helpful to get information from the front lines mm-hmm. if at all possible. Well, just, right. to, just to add on to that, let's use a little pure data yeah. right here mm-hmm. because I actually just gave an update out and I noticed this one data point, monthly contract activity. I like to look at deal volume, right? right? It's been slow. It's been so slow. Right. And every single month so far has just, you know, January was a little higher, but February and March were very underperforming. April was good. Right. We had over a thousand listings. That's eleven percent higher wow. than last April. Right. So, and I like to look at. So, it, I mean, we need like five, six more of these. Right. But I mean, that's right. everything we're hearing is anecdotal. Right. And I'm hearing similar things that you're saying is the last four to seven weeks, I'm starting to see the deal sheets go out and the deals Absolutely. actually start to happen. Absolutely. And that was something that didn't quite exist, you know. Yeah. But I see, you know, when when I see the tulips. I know this is crazy, but when I see the tulips coming out on Park Avenue and on Broadway, the market always shifts. Yeah, always. The spring. Yeah, it's the spring market. It's like yeah. baseball season, which I don't look at one baseball game until October, but mm-hmm. it's just that thing. Is it the serotonin from the sunlight? I, yeah, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I think, think so. I think people it is. The thought of rebirth. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. It's, it's, it's yeah. waking people up. Yeah. You know, winter was long. Right. Um, it's still going on, as far as I can tell. It's yeah. still freezing. Well, We're like, this, I mean, typically, this is the active season, right? Yes. As we get into yes. June, I mean, May is, April and May are absolutely. usually the... And how does this active season compare to, say, last... Sure, a couple years we ago. are feel right, right. This, meteor? I mean, Sunday, I Sunday was Mother's Day, right? Honey? Yes, yeah. So, Sunday, I came home after working all day, and we Carolyn wanted uh, baked stuffed clams, seafood salad, and pasta with cabbage and sausage. 
and I had like 38 minutes to produce all that. <laughs> and meanwhile, I had like 30 appointments to put into my calendar, and I looked at her, and I was like, I'm like, I'm in the weeds, man. Yeah. I'm totally in the weeds. So this spring market compared to our, at least our team spring market last yeah. year, is much busier, mm-hmm. much busier. Okay, and in terms of price action, I mean, do you have any sense of, I mean, I know we're down, like from the peak, right? Right. Any idea, like how much? I mean, what what business do you usually look at? Are you in the in the three to five million? To, are you all over the place? We're or? all over the place, right. and okay. you know, and so I think it depends on what area you're looking at. I mean, there's some places that are uns, not unscathed, but mm. not as scathed as others. Right. You know, like Greenwich Village or the West Village, or you know, those those downtown areas. New development is held onto a lot yeah. of value in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, some has been hit more than others, mm-hmm. um, but. It depends on the neighborhood, unfortunately. Right. But I would say 10 to yeah. 16% down. Right, depending on Absolutely. which sector right. you're in. I mean, right. yeah. you know, it's kind of scary. I mean, there's some neighborhoods where we look at comps, and I sold that specific unit in 2012, Right. and it's worth the same. Yeah, so, you know? so that's right. crazy. We were just looking at the data for yeah. an update in an earlier class, and, and the price per square foot from, from the highest number in, in 2015-16 to now is about down 10-11% yep. mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. And every other real-time metric that we look at puts us around 2011-2012. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So do you agree with that? Yes. I do agree with I it. Agree I do too. agree with it. I mean, there's going to be some areas where that is not the case, right? right? So if you're on 11th Avenue and you have a wraparound terrace and you're in like one of these prime new developments, and yeah. that's different. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different animal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's some there's some buildings that are going through that right now and it's hard to justify and explain that to people, but it's the truth. It proves that this market is so segmented that every building is its own local oh, yeah. little marketplace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So let's let's parlay that into the pricing conversation. Yeah. All right. Um, how many listings do you guys have right now? Gosh, I don't even know. I would say just a little bit under 25. Okay. okay. And all right. I'm going to ask you a very open question here. Mm-hmm. How many listings have you tried to get but didn't get in the last couple of months? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see. Do you nail all the ones you get? You know, Look, the, here. This is my opinion. I'm gonna have, have a different the, answer. And, and, and this sure. is and all right. Let's go one. It's, right, right, it's right, always right, a sports right. analogy with me. Okay. okay. Derek Jeter hit, I think, three hundred six lifetime. So every thousand times he was at bat, he hit three hundred six times, mm-hmm. right? And he's going to the Hall of Fame, or he's in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. We have a much higher batting percentage than Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. We're not going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, we're going to go to the Hall of Fame for taking care of our customers, but you just got to keep swinging. So yeah. we're not going to get every single listing, mm-hmm. but we get. When we do them together, our, our uh, percentage goes much higher. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So and why is that? So husband the and wives. Well, husband and wives are trusted more mm-hmm. as, as teams. She's much prettier than I am. Um, but <laughs> we're just, so but, we, but we just, like, we just, it's a, when we go on a presentation, when we get in the elevator, she basically takes her hands and slaps my face like we're about to start game seven of the NBA finals. I just love that. And it's like, let's do this shit. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah. But it's like, let's do this. So we go would, would your professional tip be to all husband and wife teams is just one or the other has to give a slap? Yes. Yeah, I would say yes. It helps a lot. And he's very pink when he walks there in. It's really nice. It looks like he's angry. Yeah. He's like, I've been focusing on this deal. Yeah, I know exactly, exactly what to say. Exactly, exactly. You know, I, I think we get 16 out of 20 pitches that yeah. we go on. That's okay. what I so, think. So you've gone on a lot of pitches in the yes. last couple of months. Right, and, and, but... And a but lot I, of them are 
we are now the second broker. Right. Okay. Right. But but just so you know, there's and and this is really important for brokers to know. And I and I know the seasoned brokers know, but there are exclusives that brokers have just got, and sellers are interviewing other brokers. So hmm. out of the those four that we don't get, we probably will get because. Right. They're just waiting for that exclusive to expire. And what do you to think? What do you think is the reason for that? Do you think that they just, they, were, they were duped into a wrong price? Um, wrong price, poor service, poor communications. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you gotta tell sellers no matter what, good or bad. You gotta give them the information. Yeah, be right. if you go radio yeah. silent. They hate you. You know right. what? You know what grinds my gears? You know, this is something yeah. I haven't done in a long time. Radio silence grinds my gears. Right. Yeah. Because in this market, you gotta even if there's no update, send an yeah, update in absolutely. and let's especially when you, you got the deal sheet out and you absolutely. start to get the attorneys involved and time right. is of the yes. Time is the biggest deal killer in this right. in this oh, business. There's no question. And yeah, so that grinds my gears. Right. But um, you know what, in defense of the brokers though, I will say this that there's a lot of sellers who don't want to hear it from the first broker. So I really, you know, there's a lot of times where we're trying to sell something and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if this is going to work, right? right? Because they're so stuck on something. Um, But I just, we keep doing what we're doing and do it the best that we can. And I always think, you know what? They're going to be ready with the second broker because they're not ready right now. I I got a lot of questions. Yeah, uh, me too. If, If... what will dictate whether or not you're going to have to say to this person, sorry, we're, there's too much of a disconnect here in terms of what you're thinking and where I'm placing this that I don't even know if I can help you in a, in a, in a good way? Or does that, that not never come happens. up? Yeah. Okay, that never comes up. You know why? Because I don't, we just don't give up. Right. Right? So, we're, so, you know, for me, for both of us, really, it's like, all right, so here are the comps. This is what's happening. You know, okay, so that didn't work, right? So if they still don't want to drop the price or they're still thinking, you know, well, you know, maybe you guys should do some paper ads. Okay, we'll do that. Right. You know, of course, we'll always say yes to everything, right? right. It's like improv. You just have to be like, always mm-hmm. like, well, I'll do whatever you want to do. You want me to hold this? You want me to do that? Okay, right. fine. That didn't work. Let's try something else. So then, it's it, so the comps in your building say X because they're two years old. Okay, and that's so you look in the comps the building what else you do right well so the other thing is okay so what are other buyers looking at on this strip of street Mm -hmm. that are going to be similar to yours active competition absolutely that is huge right now if it's not in your building it's out there don't touch me (laughs) (laughs) the uh this is going to rank up there in the best podcast the other the other thing (laughs) so we it's interesting in a bull market people can walk into a lobby that's hideous they can walk through the hallways yeah, that are so hideous, true. and they don't care. They don't in a it. bear market, they walk into the lobby, they're like, this is gross. They walk into the hallways, they're like, when's it going to be updated? Uh, and it's like all of this stuff yeah. becomes so important to them, right. and that's the market that we're in right now. Right. Very interesting. Right. Everything is scrutinized. Right. But yeah. how long does it last for? I mean, we've been in this market. Right, yes. We've been talking about this now for about eight months, John, on, yeah. on these podcasts. Uh-huh. And I keep saying that it's, it's – look, you can't time these things. Right. right. Because one day you're going to – you look at today's markets in the last six months, buyers have negotiability, they have mm-hmm. options, right. and they're taking it to an extreme. Sure. Like you just discussed, mm-hmm. right. everything has to check every single right. box. Right. And they're going to wake up one day and there's not going to be as many options, Absolutely. and the price trends start to go mm-hmm. higher, Absolutely. and they're like, man, I, I just wish I kind of pulled the trigger. Right. right. How do you get through to them? You, well, it's, what, what they need is social proof, because once 
the funnel starts to happen where people really start buying, then it turns into a, a buyer's market. Yes. Right, but then it's too late. And right. so now right. you're, be, you're competing against seven other bidders, which is what's happening right now with us on certain right. exclusives. I, I, I love how you guys put it. Social proof, right. seven other bidders, and right. we, we talk about it as urgency. Like there's no urgency so right now. zero urgency. And zero. you're saying is that at some point the dynamics will change and of the course. urgency will just reveal itself and right. it's like, all right, we're on, we're in a different market. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Crazy it takes enough. it takes a little time, unfortunately, and by the time people figure it, I mean, there's some people who really just get it, and you know, the, the buyers who are picking things up right now mm -hmm. are getting such amazing deals. Right. Yeah, they really are. That. Do you look at in contract stuff when you're pricing yes. properties as well? Oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! Okay, yes. sold too as well outside yep. the building. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. You have to because sometimes there isn't anything sold in the building, right. so yeah. you have to go outside. That's yeah. a good point. Buildings don't have a lot of data, and this is an right. illiquid market, right. and you have to look at what you got to right. look at. Right. Really cool. How do you guys like working together besides the whole no touching thing? Um, you know, I, I, and I say this all the time. I know exactly I, what she's going to say. Right. right. I, exactly you know what? what I, I, <laughs> there's a lot of people that we work with separately. You know, there's a lot of people who prefer working with a woman and there's a lot of people who prefer working with a man. So mm -hmm. those immediately we divide and mm -hmm. those we immediately know. As soon as we walk into a pitch, you can just tell uh, who the client is looking at, mm -hmm. looking for answers, asking, mm -hmm. even though one person has more information on a certain topic than the other. And so right. we'll just kind of tap each other like, that's you, that's her, okay, she's mine, okay, he's yours, or whatever, right. you know, whatever it may be. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I just like information, but there's some people who like to hear it from a specific individual. Right. Um, but working together, you know, it's it's been a while now. I, I was really um, a little bit nervous about it at first. I just didn't want to be a wife at work. Right. You know, if you're hungry at work, you're cold at work, you need a fork, you need a napkin, don't look for me. <laughs> That's it. That's what I do at home because he's always cold, he's always hungry, he's always hot, and it's always my job to make that happen. Yeah. And so, and so, if if I'm at my desk and this happens all the time, I sw I just feel him, and I'm like, and he's like, like it's honey, it's honey, I don't want to, and I'm like, Paul, are you hungry? Wait, just let me tell you what I... No. See, because I know it's usually hunger. Right. And that has nothing to do with me here. Right. So unless it's about a deal, I don't want to hear about but, it. But I will say this. <clears throat> the, the one thing that Carolyn does that I've gotten better at... So, look, deals blow up. And we will do whatever we can to resurrect the deal. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes they're dead. And there will be days where she's out showing all day and I'm out showing all day and the deal is dead. And I get home and I'm like, honey, X, you know, address is dead. And she just looks at me and she's like, wasn't our money. Mm. Move on. And I'm just like, how does she do that? Yeah. How does she do that? Because for me, I'm like, damn, like there's got to be one other way that I can make this deal happen for my buyer or my sellers. It's not about, but yes, yeah. it wasn't our money, but it's just such a, it's just like, move on. Yeah, time right. is money in this yeah, business, right. Right. And, and obviously you see something that's going to realize that this path is towards a dead end. You know, one of the, right. when I when I was trans, I'm not transacting anymore. But one of the biggest things I had to learn transacting this took years to do um, is realizing which one of my clients to really focus on because I had right. so many buyer clients. I would have 25 to 35 <coughs> buyer clients at any given point in time, yeah. and I was only working. And then John came involved, um, right. and then we started putting into technology, and it got right. less and less. But at yeah. the peak of the of the time. Who do you work on? Who do you work for? Right. You can't possibly produce at the same level for each one of them. It gets counterproductive. Yep. Right. And what I realized 
out of these 25, I can focus on these 10. Right. And yeah. that's what I kind of figured out. So clearly it's, it's experience, mm-hmm. which right. makes it so oh, hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's, you know, there was a long time when I first started in the business where buyers were my bread and butter. And yeah. I was working buyers like nobody's business. And, you know, and let's say that I had 15 at, in one shot. I mean... There were two that were probably not real, but they became real four years later. Right. So I think you can never take your eye off of them completely. Yeah. What a great because the minute yeah. Because the minute yeah. they become real, yeah. they're just like, you're not sending me anything. So I think you just yeah. can't. You you have to always uh, nurture those relationships, you know. Stick and them into stay, the system. Set yeah. up some right. searches with yeah. that's the yeah. whole point of like right. urban digital. Well, okay. so my next yeah. question is: How did you guys scale up from being in like a husband and wife team, or focusing on buyers to so husband and wife team, to now having buyers, sellers, and a so team of ten people? You, Carolyn got pregnant um, with our uh, first child. Children always so, so it's your fault. That's right. So it's your fault. So that was, I mean, seven and a, so it's about eight and a half years that we've been mm-hmm. on the team. Yeah. Right. And we were just like, if we're going to do more business, I mean, when I ran restaurants, I had 400 employees. So mm-hmm. it was like, how do you motivate 400 people on a yeah. daily basis? It was just a natural progression. And we, you know, our team gets emails from me at sometimes two in the morning because I'm awake for the day or three in the morning. It's just like, I just listened to this podcast pick out one thing from this podcast and push and you will get better at it. So, but it was the natural, it was yeah. just the natural progression. Right. I mean, you know, you sell to enough buyers when you first start out, they're eventually going to become your sellers. And yeah. so you do a great job with them and they're going to tell their friends. And so, you know, everybody, uh, you know, for us, it's every single group, every single social group yeah. that we're in is different. We're right. extremely social. Yeah. So, you know, so. And that have, helps tremendously. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. time absolutely. and persistence. So if you don't start off with that network of 5,000 people, start off with your five people, build yep. it to 10. Absolutely. Exactly. But yeah. stay, but stay on their radar stay and, and that's you know every single person that I know knows four or five brokers in New yep. York yeah. so you know it's it's going to be you or it's going to be them and so right. you know our job is to always stay on their mind always right. uh include them in our lives as friends because right. that's just the natural and, thing And you to know do. what? If you could educate them, I mean, people like to be educated, right? right. And everyone that I'm working with on a professional level is, they, all right, these guys know that industry of their yep. sector and they're educating me and I'm deferring to them. Right. Um, it's consulting and right. it's, it's yes. that kind of services. Yep. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is great. I just want to end. I have another question. Um, uh, your team of eight people, could mm-hmm. you just give me a rundown of like, is it all agents out there servicing clients or what's the breakdown of what they do? Mm-hmm. So we have... Um, we have one young lady who's from London who was who somebody told us you have to have her work for you mm-hmm. and when we first met her lovely great accent which always helps zero experience zero mm-hmm. and for the first three months she did very little business and then one day she said will you come with me Paul to this rental building on the Upper West Side and try to get the building and I'm like sure I said you know that that building has never paid a fee ever 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 and we <coughs> went and we pitched it and she got it she does about 150 rental deals a year. Okay, so Which she's is, mainly your... She's, she's turn your, and your, burn. Your closer. Right. Yeah, yeah, she closes. So we have her, then we have a gentleman that focuses on Harlem. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have a couple other people that don't really come into the office, but their connections. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll say, oh, I'm going out with X, and I'm like, how is that possible? Right. Like, how is that possible? Um, you know, but everyone... We have a, a young lady that's starting with us that's been our intern for the last two years. She just graduated... From Tulane, I think today. Hi, Olivia. Um, not our daughter, and she's going to be great. She's got, you know, she's a very social, mm-hmm. um, very smart, and you know has great connections. So mm-hmm. that the, you know the team is 
it's, it's like a family. Yeah. Right. And would you say that that's getting the team structure in place is what has elevated your production to the next level? You know, I don't know that we started out with a plan of what, right. what the structure yeah. would be. Mm-hmm. I think it just sort of evolved. Um, everybody's so different, but, you know, like, for example, when, when, I, when we had our second child, I mean, everybody just kind of steps up. It's like, what do you guys need? You right. know, well, we have this pitch coming up. You know, Heather's going to work on this. Okay, so Mark's going to do those appointments, and then Julie's right. going to be the one to do, right. to, to right. you know, handle the negotiations or whatever it is. And I think that that is huge for us, right. you know, yeah. because everybody has each other's backs. And so, and, you know, listen, they, they're brokers. They're independent contractors. They travel all the time. You know, they, right. they work hard and they play hard. And so a lot of times we'll be picking up their appointments and their right. open houses because they're in Brazil, right. yeah. you know, so, and that's okay. And that know? comes around because then you're going to go away and they're going to cover your back. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. you got to have Absolutely. each other's backs. So I don't, I don't know, you know, maybe we need a better, uh, system in terms of structure but what we have works really well social media or you just handle your own social media because you're very we we handle our own okay because you guys are everywhere yeah Yeah. there we handle our own um this is awesome uh we're we're pretty much done here i I like to end with final thoughts right here you know we got buyers we got sellers we got agents so i mean if you would just quick top your head what tips you got for buyers um for buyers i would say if you have a broker that you like and that Mm -hmm. you trust Listen, yeah. just listen because, you know, so many of us really just want you to get the best deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and for sellers, almost the same thing, really, because, look, no no broker wants to have a listing that is just sitting on the market. And no broker wants to sell it for less than what it's worth. Right. So we all are aligned with the same um, goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say just try to trust. That yeah. That's what I would right. say. And for brokers who are frustrated um, I would say that you can't just stay home and order a pizza because while you're ordering a pizza in your sweats somebody's on an elevator working one of your neighbors Mm -hmm. and that is that's not gonna happen in my building you know so you know it's just Mm -hmm. you really have to stay out there and be social it's exhausting (laughs) and I would say you know and I've used this a bunch of times in the last year where you know, I have a buyer that's sort of like, well, I don't know about this apartment, and I know that it's an amazing investment, mm-hmm. and I just look and say, if you don't buy this, my wife and I are going to. Right. It's a, and, and it's work, and it's not me trying to manipulate, it's like, guys, yeah. you know, this is a deal, right. buy it. Yeah. You love it, so buy it. And, and I think part of the reason that we're doing these podcasts is I want buyers and other people to see, even if they're working with other brokers, right. what other right. brokers right. are seeing out there so oh, that they can go yeah. to their broker and say, you know what, yep. that's aligned with what you're thinking exactly. and other brokers are thinking the same thing. Right. Maybe it's true. Right. Um, Carol and Paul Zubin, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. This so has been awesome. This is Noah and John from Urban Digs. We'll talk in Manhattan and we'll catch you next time.